Welcome to the Boys High School Hockey Podcast. I'm Tony Scott. Tonight we got a great show for you. We'll talk news and nuggets from all around the state. Class A and AA rankings. Coach Wade Chido from Grand Rapids will join us, as well as goaltender Ben Dardis from Matamidi. We'll go over some pickums. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire. Well, good evening, fellas. How are you guys doing today? I'm all right. How are you, Tony? I'm doing fantastic. I've had a couple drinks in me tonight, so this could get interesting. Uh-oh. Do stuff, Tony. <laughs> is, that, is that why you have the weird hair thing going it's a, on? It's a little too? flattened down, that's for sure. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. But I couldn't go right. into a bar without getting noticed by the Holy Angels boys high, high school team who was playing St. Louis Park tonight over at Bunny's. That was fun. little chit-chat with and those people. Just life as a celebrity, you know. Oh, yeah. Huge. Just mm-hmm. like you, Carl, mm-hmm. at Braemar on Thursday. I'm just holding court with my little circle there, yeah. You had, uh, <laughs> it was like a flock of bees to Carl over at Braemar <laughs> on Thursday night. It was great. It's a, it's, a, it's a rare thing when I make my way down to the Metro, so. Yes. Uh, fun being down there for yes. a whole week. You're kind of like Jerry, you know, from Duluth. He's just kind of make his random appearances. You know, I, I, I think Jerry's going to beat, beat Danny this year for most games attended. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Jerry didn't cook for. COVID. Jerry doesn't have COVID. That was uncalled for again. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots so of news. Shots. Lots of news this week, Carl. What do we got? Yeah, let's roll through some stuff. Um, so first off, there was an outdoor game this week, which was kind of fun, and I didn't realize this until Danny told me ha- half an hour ago. But Danny, what were those games? So Bloomington Kennedy and St. Louis Park played at the outdoor rink in St. Louis Park. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Park played to a 6-1 to win over Kennedy. And then Detroit Lakes and Crookston played out of state in West Fargo, and Detroit Lakes went into running time 9-1 to over Crookston. They played at something called The Lights, Tony? It's This place is unbelievable. Um, there's, a, there's a rink across the street from it, and I've been there in the spring and summertime, and I just can imagine how cool that would be to play. I, I said to you guys before the show, it kind of reminds me of Melrose Place, but with a hockey rink instead of a swimming pool. It's like these, it's like huge development that surrounds this place, and they have sand volleyball and concerts in the summer, but someone goes, yeah, in the winter they're going to play games here. So it's any wonder that people from Crookston and Detroit Lakes bid on that opportunity to go there and there's bars and restaurants and just a really cool atmosphere for uh, uh, any type of event. It's, it was built for an event. That's for sure. Cool place. Yeah. Great venue to have that at. We should should have more games out there with bars all around. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) I don't know if that's technically a good idea. Carl. (laughs) I do. I think it's a great idea. Tonight, Tony does. Yes. We're, we're, we're in a celebratory mood here, so let's celebrate something else. Uh, and that would be a coach a lot of you probably haven't heard of, but who had coached his 500th game this past week. That would be Frank McDevitt of Winona. Which one of us on a um, multiple-choice quiz could have picked th- that coach's name 
uh, three days ago on on a multiple choice quiz. I would have not gotten it right. D, none of the above. <laughs> no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but it's still very impressive. I think it's That's great. Really, it's like at least 26 years. It's kind of what we've come to. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a good long-standing coach that doesn't exist that much in the Metro anymore. Mm-hmm. I can name the rink. Can you guys name the rink that they play in? Bud King. Let Bam! My book. No. Yes. No, I got it. It is I Bud King. It. Yeah. That's a, yeah. It's just a great name. Yeah, it is a good name. That's why I remember it. Probably not in the book. That book's, you know. Probably. I I know for sure it's not in the book. You know why? Because we had a tournament in Rochester this fall at the the Big Pumpkin, and Jazzy was going to go over and shoot it, but something went wrong, uh, so he couldn't get in and shoot it uh, last October. Hmm. Hmm, Sad. I I have the book on my coffee table right here. You won't find it in there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, let's see. What else happened this past week? Uh, Danny, you got parked in. That was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Who has COVID? <laughs> That's not nice either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got it coming to you after all that, you know. Well, yes. So how I long are you going to be quarantined there, Mr. Ryan? Uh to Christmas Eve, technically, um, but we'll see if I don't have symptoms at that point, too. You might. Are you not going to break out and go see Crete and St. Thomas? I, uh, for the good of the game, I am not going to do that. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking thank, of thank COVID, for- don't we have some, some teams that likely have it based on their record of postponements in the last week or so, they Carl? might, yeah. And, and it's, it's Who okay. else has <laughs> So uh, there, there are four teams that have missed multiple games this past week, and it's a little hard to tell right now because there's also some weather going on last week and such. But these are the teams who have missed multiple games, which no matter what it's from is going to be a, a scheduling uh, logistical issue. So those teams are Hibbing, the Crescent, Park of Cottage Grove, and Duluth Marshall. But Chisholm's no, still playing, I, though, right? Because Hibbing's playing out, but Chisholm's still going. Well, the Chisholm people probably gave the Hibbing people COVID. Probably, the probably. Yeah. It wasn't me. Okay, I saw none of these teams. <laughs> I'm not a, a super spreader. Stop spreading rumors. Ah, uh, fine. But uh, we do have some rumors on another team involved in a similar incident, though. Um, I'm going to read a tweet from, let's see, from Minneapolis, which said that, quote, interesting that Hutch Hockey 20, the feeling Hutchinson team, miraculously played New Ulm last night, two days after canceling their Tuesday games with us at the last minute due to widespread team sickness. Pondering emoji. It's... It is so fun when when a Twitter feed does something other than pimp its team, right? This was a case <laughs> where it was pimping somebody. It was going after somebody hard in Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll get a reschedule after after that uh, social media blitz that they gave. Tweets deleted, so don't worry about that. Oh, it did get deleted? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm Some glad we saved it. Before it got deleted. Yes. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Well, it wasn't no, tomorrow, no, 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 no. Oh, no, come on. Was I, you? I've been very... had a lot of time to look at Twitter this week. Yes. <laughs> a lot yes. 
Speaking of Class A, I see some teams might be getting votes that aren't even Class A teams. Is that true? Uh, sure is. Uh, if you look at the latest uh, poll of uh, another ranking that will re- remain anonymous. Um, and with a, with a three-letter combination, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not YHH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was some Mighty Ducks, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, congratulations to Tito Grace. You're getting votes in a poll in a class you're not in. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. It's, it's not yeah. Tito Grace's fault. No. Yeah. One, I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. But, like, one, they're not even in the top 20 in Class A. Two, they're, just, they're in the wrong class. <laughs> So they're just in the receiving other votes category. It's so funny. So funny. Well done. Well, speaking of rankings, Carl, uh, we, you and I, uh, were a little delayed this week in getting our Class A and AA rankings out, but they are out, and they were published first thing this morning. Congratulations to you traveling and getting them off the ground, and I was able to wing it for uh, for our team's sake on the Class A front. I'm handing them both over to you for reading, and Danny doesn't know either of them. I will no, pretend, yeah. I'll pretend I don't know them, but I kind of already do. I had to. All right, well. We'll go through our double-A top ten first. So, number one, we have Creighton Durham Hall there. How big a smile was on your face when you did that today? How big? A decent size one. It was, I it bet. Was pretty big. It was pretty big. Did, did you just do this because Creighton's playing Hermantown this week and you wanted number one versus number one? I mean, it's fun. Okay. Mm, yeah. I also want to point out the difference here, Tony. Like, Carl has, like, Big like books in his background, like law books. Yeah, I my apartment does not have that. Yours has zero <laughs> books. Zero books. Jerseys. 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 All right, who's number two? Number two is Lakeville South. Wow, Edina dump, jumps two Ooh. down, two or three. Ooh. Down two. Yeah. All right. All right. But Lakeville South is the only undefeated team left in double A. And they have really played nobody, you know, when you think nope. about it. East, Rogers East and View. Blaine? Eastview? And Eastview. Boy. Yeah. Middling. Not middling. even middling, like bottoming. Eastview's a top 20 team now. Yeah. Look at look at the record. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they don't have a – they have one quality win, right? They have two. Well, who's, who's the other one? St. Thomas and who else? And – well, a team that's no longer in the top 25. Who? Prior Lake, right? Yeah. 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 Middling. Or this is a very middling, middling. team. All right. Yeah. Who's who's next after Lakeville South? Who? I mean, I like their team. Great roster. I mean, they're mm-hmm. a lot different than – I like them a lot better than I like Greenway, you know, who has no one on their roster. Right? Like, this is a good team, but Undefeated. they still haven't done anything. They've done really nothing mm-hmm. yet to earn a number two uh, ranking, I don't think. Oh, they not lose. Number three is Edina. Yep. I think that's a fair. Yep. Number four, Andover. Yep. No arguments here. Yeah. Why Zeta? Why was four. I think they dumped down to like seven, I think. Yeah, they did. Number five is Rozo. Yeah, now that one. I'm a pro on this. Yeah, really am. I like this. I'm. You guys are more confident in my pick than I am, but 
I've seen them play. They're like going to have. They're going to have some. Them. They got some good games on their schedule, so that they might not stay there. You know, the duration of the year. I'm okay with that. Okay, just people need to know that they're a good team. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Hopefully, they can. Uh, they can make it happen when it come when it really matters. You know, we all want that. I mean, even Carl wants to see Rozo in the state tournament, right, Carl? I would, I would love to. It's but a much I, better story. No offense to my Moorhead friends. It's a yeah. way more exciting story. Yeah. Don't tell that to Spuddy up here, but yeah. Right, but it's just way more exciting of a story. All right. Number six, Bill Murray. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an ugly look on your face, Danny. Uh, I, I just okay. They had a decent week, but uh. I this this team reminds me a lot of the team that won state a couple of years ago. You know, they weren't very good this time of year two years ago either. Remember, they're just gonna bounce them around, yeah. and then all yeah. of a sudden they just Body their time <laughs> exactly just sitting on the outside of like a horse race, and they just came rushing down. You know, they got all the pieces. They got a great blue line. They have decent front line. Great goalie. I just think this is the team that's going to, when time push comes to shove, will be the t- team, hardest team to beat when it comes to the Final Four. Yeah. Just, I just do. Yeah, they seem like a 20-win team that's just going to sneakily beat 20 wins. Yeah. And then we're going to look at it by the end of the season. We're just going to oh. When they won two years ago, we were all, like, scratching our head, like, how come we didn't see, where did this come from? Remember? I think I just yeah. got the same kind of feeling this year about him. I just do. Well, I was talking to the Moorhead kids about that actually recently, and they're like, yeah, when we lost to them, that was a big gut blow. And I was like, it wasn't to them <laughs> no. at the end of the season. The Correct. The final yeah. game. Correct. Okay. All right. Number seven, my good friends at Wyzetta. Remind me what they did. I know they who'd they lose to? Two to one loss. Lost a hill. Lost a hill badly, though. Right? No, it was two to one. Oh, one two to one? And, okay, sorry. Yeah, two to one. And, and I, I watched this one. It was very even. I thought it was at a probably even slightly, somewhat better skating team. Okay. So, yeah. Then they lost to, or tied Andover. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is about what they, they are yeah. where you think they are, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. between four and yeah. seven. Yep. Yep. Number eight, Maple Grove. Okay. If we look at their resume, what is their quality win? Do they have a couple? Centennial. Centennial, right? I mean, we're not yep. exactly listing off a Wall Street resume here, are we? Last 23-second no. win isn't a quality win in my book. Right, right. But anyone else, what they do in Turkey Trot? They won their second game? Yeah. They blew a yeah, lead against Edina, and then they beat Moorhead, which, again, on the resume, isn't really that Wall Street, is it? Mm-hmm. No. no. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit they're not exceptional, but maybe number nine's Benilde. Well, I mean, Benilde's schedule is one of the toughest we've ever seen in, in these first yeah. ten games of the season. So the fact that they're winning some and losing some are sort of close in some, I, I, I got to give, I like where you have them there. They're, they're nine, but on any given night, they could be four or five. Yeah, they're just losing steam right now, it feels like. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. That was said in the text ring, wasn't it, between us? about They just yeah. kind of like hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. We thought that this might happen with them. Right. Like. 
All right, who got yeah, number and, 10? And things will get easier. And Gentry, which is, you know, kind of pinballing in and out here as other teams go up or down, is at 10. I'm convinced. I, I haven't seen their whole schedule, but no one's ever going to know how good they are until the playoffs. No. No. And the other thing about Gentry plays Holy Family this week. Holy Family's had a tough schedule at the start of the year. So we'll kind of see the Holy Family litmus test of where um, Gentry kind of falls. Um, because, like, Benil beat them 3 nothing, but then St. Thomas beat them 7 nothing. So we'll kind of see how Gentry falls in that. Yeah, they need style points. to. That's the only way we can rank them. Yeah, the Armstrong win is still... To me, their biggest black eye. Sketch. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's weird how wins and losses can affect rankings in the girls' side. The Rogers team. This, there's this Rogers. They're they're decent girls' team. They've lost to Edina three two, and they lost to Andover three two. Their losses are better than their wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just weird. It's weird. Um. Okay. Class A. Class yeah. A. I did these this morning on the fly. So if I'm off, so, sue me. So these are, these are all on Tony. No yes. responsibility here. None. All right. For this daring pick at number one. <laughs> Went way out on a limb there. Mm-hmm. What what have they done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, Danny. Number two, Warroad sliding back up into the two spot. Yeah, yeah I, I thought agree. that was justified, yeah. especially after they, being they, Rapids and... Rogers and all that, you know, impressive yeah, fashion. Like they found their stride. Yeah. I'm not, no comment on them finding their stride against a class 2A team. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> all right. Three is probably Mott, right? Yep. Three is Mott and yeah. And I know we'll probably talk about that in games of the past, but uh, you know, I just I think it's a good team. I think that's a that's a Friday afternoon team, Matamita. Mm-hmm. Just way too much speed, and obviously, when you have a goalie like they have, I mean, it's hard to beat that team. I mean, you could just see the look on the even the Herbentown kids' faces that day. Holy crap! This is a, they just have to be really frustrating. This yeah. is a war. This is a yeah. war against these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and we we'll, we talked to Ben about that, so you'll listen to Ben yeah. kind of sound off on that. Yeah, no, good good to know. Um, number four is Little Falls. I said this before the show. Little Falls, and I love the people in Little Falls. They were very gracious when we were there. This is probably the worst number four team in Class A in a long time, and they're a good hockey team. Don't get me wrong, but are they really a four team in the state? I think there's a three or four other teams that are better than the Flyers right now. But records are records, performance is performance, right, Carl? He sure is. Number five, Delano. That's right yeah. on, spot on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number six, Fergus Falls. Again, the loss to Brainerd really raises questions, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, Northern yeah, Lakes beat weird. them, and Northern Lakes lost to Detroit Lakes. So that the, that comparative transitive property gets weird for me. At least for me, that's why I dropped them down a little bit. I should have dropped mm-hmm. them more, but there was really no one else to replace them. Yeah. No. Number seven, Duluth Denfeld. Again, fall. They don't haven't done anything, and we're gonna really find out how good or bad they are this week when they play Hermantown. Yep. Sure will. Are we? 
are we? Like, I don't think so. Running time seven to one, running time eleven to one is not finding out about a team. What if it's, it's what if, it's what finding if, out what's going to happen to them in, in the playoffs? What if it's four to two? <laughs> I I'd put money on that right now. Just slap it on the. Are table. you okay? No. If if we had a uh, YHH side line bet. side bet, you know, <laughs> how many goals would it take to make a wager? Five. Five goals. So I have to give you five goals, uh, Carl. Four how, and a half. Okay. Four, four how many goals half. would you take, Carl, in the game with Hermantown? Would it need six? Six? Yeah. six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we all think it's a five or six goal type game. Yep. And we will. And we and we won't. And if it if it goes higher than that, we think less of Hermantown. If it goes lower than that, we think more of Denfeld. Right. I think that's fair. My Denfeld's jersey is right there. I will bring it in, and it will be shown to the public. Okay, okay? good. If you guys magically pull this off. All right. You're on, you're on, on Utah s- Hub fan duel. Uh, yes. Are we on eight now? Who's eight? We we are on eight, and I need to get my tap back up. It's Northfield. Again, okay. we don't know much about these guys. Really, we don't. Sliding upwards. They're all sliding upwards. <laughs> Number nine, Minneapolis. Yeah, baby. That, that, that TikTok, <laughs> that TikTok with me screaming at you guys, well over 10k right now. Well over 10k. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Yeah, <laughs> ten thousand people. I mean, maybe maybe Hutch was one of those ten thousand people, and they were just scared. To they were. They were scared. They exactly. saw they were yeah. top ten. After seeing that reaction. Speaking of falling upwards, I mean, literally, what did Minneapolis do last week? Did they even play? I don't know. Uh, did they? I, I don't even know. know. The Minneapolis game, so. Mm-hmm. We, know they, we know they didn't play Hutch. So. Yeah. We know they didn't play Hutch. <laughs> yeah. And number 10, Alexandria. Who lost to? Minneapolis. I had to put them below, even though they beat East Grand Forks. Yeah. I wanted to move them up, but I, there was kind of a ceiling there called Minneapolis in front of them. So mm-hmm. that's the well, only way East, Minneapolis moved up. East Grand Forks is out. Out. Now. Gone. Yeah. But, they have done nothing. Mm-mm. They're in that has no quality wins department. Once you get to We're eight to ten games win. in a season, you just have to say, hey, who have you beaten? You can't, can't rest on. You know, your laurels, you know, or your roster. Kind of like mm-hmm. Prior Lake, same thing with Prior Lake. They just fell in a complete downward spiral. They can come back, though. I mean, they play in the South Suburban. They play in Hockey for Life. Prior Lake's got plenty of chances to, to rebound. Tony, do you want to take away this interview? We're joined today with Grand Rapids head coach Wade Chido. How you doing today, Wade? I'm doing pretty good. I'm relaxing, uh, looking outside at the lake and, and trying to enjoy my day. You had uh, a pretty decent weekend uh, for the Thunderhawks down here at the uh, Holiday Classic. How, how, how would you guys summarize your trip down to the cities? Yeah, I would say it was decent. You know, our first night against Edina, uh, we came out in the first period. I thought we had a solid first period, and the second period uh, was not a good period by us. Uh, we didn't play good hockey. Don't get me wrong, Edina is a very good hockey team, not taking anything away from them. Uh, but we were not good. Um, and then, obviously, good teams, when they get momentum, guess what happens? They put the puck in the back of the net, and, and then it was out of reach in the third period. It was just kind of a whole on period. 
but it was proud of our kids. We bounced back against EP and, and had a solid game. And then yesterday finished it off uh, with Elk River. So I hate to talk about one specific play in the game, but I, it was like the first or second shift where their goalie makes an unbelievable save. Do you recall that? Right, right, right out of the gate, you guys came yeah. out hopping. It was 23 seconds in the game. <laughs> I recall it. Yes. Our guy had the wide open net, and the, the, the goalie did the old uh, paddle back behind him, and, and their kid shot it. The one piece that was in his way hit the goalie stick. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd give credit to the goalie, but uh, we got to bury that stuff. And uh, But I thought, you know, most part, like I said, the first period was good. Um, and then their turnover and the shorthanded goal yep. was probably the momentum changer for us. And we took some undisciplined penalties in the second, and you can't do that with a good team. That was my report on the game. I said there were two key plays in the game. The big save by Klarkowski early in the game, which would have really set the tempo for you guys, would have changed the momentum early on. And then, obviously, the Jimmy Clark shorty. Those were the two yep. plays that sh- turned the whole game around, I thought. It really did. Uh, and then they got momentum, and then we took three uh, penalties that were in the offensive zone that shouldn't have happened. And, um and they're good, right? And you give opportunities to a good team, they're going to bury it. And, and, uh, and then by then, it was like uh, we're just trying to stay afloat and, and uh, manage the game. And and that's what I said in the third. Like, well, let's just try to win the third. You know, it, uh, well, let's, let's piece this together and get moving in the right direction. What was your reaction last night when you found out uh, Eden Prairie beat Edina? You know, it doesn't surprise me. Eden Prairie's good. Like, they got some young kids that can play hockey. They got that first line that's heavy. Um, they have a nice decor. Um, you know what? Uh, they're, they're sneaky good. Um, uh, let's let's be honest. They, they have some kids that talented kid can really play hockey, right? Yeah. Um, and then number seventeen, I can't say his last name. He was good too for them. Um, you know, they got some kids that could go up and down the ice, and I thought they had nice depth at the at the forward position. And um, did did it surprise me six two? Yeah, a little bit, but it surprised me that they won. Right. All right. All right. Well, before we go a little bit further, we want to get to know Wade is. We're going to throw some questions at you about your playing career, coaching career, and just kind of how you ended up in Grand Rapids. It's kind of a neat story after talking to you for 20 minutes or so before the show. You grew up in Thief River Falls. That's hockey country. And you're also a football player. Walk through your athletic career growing up in, in, in the Thief. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I grew up in Thief River Falls. Uh, football was a big part of my life in hockey. Um, and uh, it was kind of the both of sports I loved, and I took a lot of time and pride into it, and had a chance. You know, it's Articat land, right? Snowmobiling yeah. and, and farming, and and in hockey in the winter time. And uh, uh, you know, I grew up there. I had Pat Collin as a coach yep. for uh, two years in high school, and then I had Scott Berglund, um, and I learned a lot in that aspect. Then I had Jeff Mom as my football coach, and um, our football program was a lot more it was more successful at that time than hockey. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it was just an opportunity. Uh, I like the small town kind of atmosphere and, and, uh, it was a great place for me to grow up. There's some great football up there. I, I think Palmasino was a good football player as well. And, and I, I know the world had some decent teams. So you guys probably cross paths with on the football field and the hockey rink, correct? Oh, oh, sure. We sure did. And me and Palmo, <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we had some battles, uh, Remember, we're we're both undefeated uh, going into the last game of the season, East Grand Forks against the Prowlers, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll put this one on the notch on the board because we won that game, and uh, you can ask Palmo how we won the game. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to throw shade at Palmo right now, but 
you can ask him. It was a pretty heated game, and uh, we talk about it all the time when I run into him. And, and obviously, playing against them in hockey, growing up, they're they're a real good program. Obviously, he had some good teams during that time, and and Jay Hardwick, you know, growing up against him and playing against them you know it's, it's a small world you know it, it, hockey really is and uh not a lot of these guys you coach against or you run into they have kids that you're you're the same age of my kids and all that stuff so it's it's fun it's, it's fun to see how uh, you know over time how things don't really change no you just get older so the coaches up in section eight back then it was it was scott oliver correct at at, at rozo yes. carrie Eads at world i mean there's some legends here uh, amongst you did you realize that at the time or was it just kind of hockey to you it was just hockey right you're 17 16 years old you can't look past your own nose and and uh but yeah you, you know i remember uh scott oliver's teams they were their hard nose right and and, and uh they play fast carry eads you know he's intimidating let's be honest <laughs> i remember uh playing against him and i felt like i was getting intimidated i was on the other team and um yeah we had there were some big uh, rivals up there and and you know you had dave mornville you know more yes you know you, you think about all the names you throw out there that had a lot of success at coaching uh over the years there was a lot of staples up in that area as a coach today you look at those guys and, and your coaches whether it be coach territory or peters or all these guys growing up did you draw any from any of those guys just into your own coaching philosophy <laughs> Oh, 100%. Um, I do. You know, I, I think I learned uh, the dis- discipline part a lot when I was younger from uh, Scott Bergland. Yep. Uh, he was a big, big guy on discipline, um, you know, off the ice and on the ice. And, and then you get to Tommy, uh, and Tommy really taught me the game, understanding what it really means, the X's and O's to it. And, and I, I was fortunate enough to play for Scott Owens as well. And, and he told me, he taught me a lot about the value of hockey. Uh, what it really means um, and cherishing it. And, 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 you know, so every piece of piece from the uh, coaches I had, I, I learned something and, and I u- utilize a lot of that same uh, stuff that I have now uh, to, to the players that I coach. Going in from you, you went to Alaska for a season and then went back to the USHL, came back uh, to Bemidji. Did you, did you value it once after you go back to juniors and come back? Did you value the, the minutes when you were playing at Bemidji? You said you couldn't look past your nose when you're 16, but once you got a little more mature, 21, 22, did you, did you see what, what, what value was there at BSU? Yes, 100%. And that's the, you're 100% accurate. So, you know, a lot of kids this day and age, they look at, you know, the venue, the this, and that. You know what? You got to gotta find a spot that fits you, right? And and where you're going to cherish and you're going to flourish and, and it's going to fit your style of game. And and I was a big, uh, with Tommy, uh, I, I fit his style. Uh, I, I was, I played fast. I played hard. Uh, I wasn't super skilled. You know, was it, you know, I was just a hard skating, fast guy that went to the net and, and it was relentless. Uh, my skill level, like I said, was average and, and I fit his style. Um, and that's, you know, once you see that, understand that you'll be successful. And that's kind of what I, when I came, left Alaska, came back to junior, I remember I'm, I told myself, I'm going to make sure it's a good fit for me so that I can enjoy it and have fun, no matter where it's at. And, right. uh, and it was, I loved it. But BSU, it was a great atmosphere, great time. So the John class glass field house where you played, did it just, I went to hockey camp there when I was 10, 11 years old. And just, I thought it was the coolest thing ever when you're playing there and you're seeing all the banners that came before you, is it an honor to play there? Is did you, what, what was your feelings about just playing in that place? It was. It was really neat. The RH, he, you know, he did the the introductory 
speech and explained to us that the banners uh, resemble the Montreal Canadiens banners. Um, if you see all the shape of them, how they're yep. wooded and all that stuff, uh, you know, back to the John Glass and the history behind it and the amount of great hockey players, great people that came through that program and the and the pride in it. And uh, you know, I know it was a it was a small division division uh, two slash one at the time when I was there, uh, but it, the pride and the tradition and and what it meant to to put on that BSU jersey and and I was obviously the first real class of the Division one era for Bemidji State. I must have been special. So let's talk about then a little bit after Bemidji. You get in the coaching. So how did that all get started then in Bemidji? Well, you know, I, this is a funny story, actually. My first coaching stint, I coached basketball. <laughs> that's a true story. So I'm out of college, right? Uh, I took a job at the school district, uh, Bemidji, and I'm doing nothing. And uh, I remember uh, they came up to me and they were like, hey, would you coach uh, eighth grade basketball? And I was like, sure. I don't know basketball. But, yeah, so I got into coaching basketball and then, uh, and then obviously it led to getting into the system. And I coached football as well, high school football in Bemidji and then, and then hockey. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to coach hockey there. And I was head coach for nine years. And then, obviously, you know, fast forward and now I'm in Grand Rapids. Being, this is my third year in Grand Rapids. So let's let's talk a little bit about head coach at Bemidji for a second. So what was your first year there? What was my first year? I was 28 was years it old. 09? 08, 09. Uh, maybe 2008, 2009? Yeah, it was in that time frame, yes. Um, okay. I was 28 years old. I do know that. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was an eye-opener, right? Uh, you don't understand until you really get your feet in it what it really means because there's more of the – the coaching than just getting on the ice and running practice and doing and then game stuff. Uh, there's, you know, you got obviously personalities you're dealing with multiple levels of administration all the way down to the parents, to the, to the student athletes. And so it took me a few years to understand it. And I, I do remember this, um, my, would have been my second or third year. We got to the section final game against Moorhead and I had a great team that year. I think we lost two games, uh, but yeah, bottom line, too- 25, two and two going into the big yeah. game. And we were, we were loaded, right? We had a great team, but I got all coached. I, I didn't have the experience. Uh, Dave Mornville was a coach in Moorhead. And, uh, and I, I know that, and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, it was, it was inexperienced as a head coach being in a section final game. It's the first time Bemidji was there for how many years. And uh, I remember it was a learning lesson that I'll never l- allow that to happen again. Um, and, uh, and come on with a different view and we're going in the section final game. And I think I learned a lot from that. What were the specifics of being outcoached? That's a, kind of a general term. Is there anything specifically you remember <laughs> what they did to counteract what you were trying to do or well, vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I coming in the game, I, I was, you know, more focused on what, uh, what style they're playing and, and I should have been focused on what are, what is my weaknesses, what they're going to try to expose, right? What are they going to expose on us? that I got to prepare my kids for weeks prior to not the day before I'm talking a month prior to like, okay, we're, here's our weaknesses. What are, this is the, if they're going to attack us, this is how they're going to attack us. And we got to make sure we can counter it. And Dave, uh, I'll give him credit. He came in, they played physical and, uh, and our kids didn't respond very well with it. Right. And, uh, um, and they, they, they were in our face for the first period and a half and, before you know it, I had three guys that weren't couldn't play because they got hurt, and it was just it was a mess, right? And uh, 
those kind of things, right? Understanding the, the when you start gearing up for the playoffs, it's about a month prior to you're starting to get the kids prepared for what you're 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 going to potentially see and understand what kind of style is going to come at you so that you're prepared for that. And my team wasn't prepared for that piece of it uh, in that year. And, uh, and so that was a learning lesson. It was something like, okay, I can't worry about, uh, you know, uh, what we're doing in game number 20. I got to worry about what we're going to be doing in the playoffs. The right. regular season is getting ready for the playoffs. Interesting. Good take so, there. Yeah, that's really kind of cool. So, those takeaways then bring you into the 2014-15 season. Bemidji makes it to the state for the first time since 85, I want to say. And the yep. first time a non-Moorhead Rozo team has made it out of Section 8 since 1998. Yep. Let's talk about that. It was really neat experience. Um, you know, I... Uh... It was I, I. We spent a lot of time. Uh, I, I what the, I did with the players, explaining to them the mind frame, the understanding, because I knew we were gonna have a good team, and I wanted the kids to understand the importance of playing a role, and and buying into what you're doing, even though it may not be the role you like. But for us to be successful, we had to have 20 guys on the same page, and um, and I knew the pressure was gonna be uh, when we got to that point was gonna be high. Like there's gonna be a lot of pressure. The community was excited about it. And so I was trying to get those kids to understand how to deal with pressure. You know, I'm talking about, like I'm talking a month prior to this, the end of the season, um, and uh, and the kids bought into it. And I, I still remember I was nervous. We played, I think that was the year we played Archibald's team in the semifinal, maybe. Um, I, I'll I double check. I don't remember, but anyway, um, you know that kid, that, that team bought in. Uh, it was it was it was it was fun to watch. Uh, I think we didn't even give up a goal uh, the whole playoffs. I remember right uh yeah you didn't you went straight shutouts all three games. yeah we did and and because I put it a different d zone coverage that year it was a little different than normal um because I wanted to smother uh teams and and we wanted to win you know two to zero instead of uh, five to three I wanted to win by uh by a couple goals and be good on our own end it didn't hurt you had a that. really good goaltender as well in Fitzgerald yeah Grant Haroldson was was oh Haroldson was, okay all right yeah, uh, he he was good, right? Yeah, uh, he he was uh, he was our starter that year, and uh, uh, he was spot on. I actually, had three good goalies that year. Was right. really, I've never had that in my entire life. Uh, uh, you know, I had him and, and a couple of uh, Garrett Atterbury and and uh, and Gabe uh, Heifert. Right. And then Gabe, uh, obviously, the next year he left and went the Holy Family. Um, so I had three really good goalies, uh, and it was a goofy situation. They're all the same class, right? Um, and Theraldson obviously took the reins and ran with it. And uh, but it was a special moment. It was a special moment in my life. You see those kids. I still remember that when we won uh, the one, the Jake Lightner kid. He, he just said, "I can't believe we did this." You know what I mean? Because the weight of the town, the 29 years of waiting for this town to be in a state tournament, and it was fun to see and the, and the, the joy these kids had and the excitement they had. You make it back to state the following year, and then that is your last year at Bemidji, correct? Nope. I coached one okay. more year afterwards. Okay. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we did. We made it the following year. Um, we had the same kind of thing. We had a nice team that year as well. Um, we had a lot of kids returning, um, and so they knew what to expect. Uh, Moorhead that year gave us a grind. I think we went on overtime um, against them, and it was a goofy play, actually, how we ended up winning. Um, they, they actually had seven guys on the ice, uh, in overtime 
And what happened, this is a true story. This puck gets dumped in and there it's opposite end change, right? Gets dumped in. Uh, Nick Leiter comes around the net and I saw the 2D coming off the ice. And I told her like stretch. So our kid stretches. Well, those 2D are like, oh crap. They go back out. The other 2D go back out. So now they have seven guys. Our, <laughs> our kid literally tips it in at the red line. He beats everybody to the puck. And it's it, and now it's a, basically a two on all. We end up and he goes around that and back then it was a goofy play, uh, but in, and it was our freshman that made the play actually Hunter Olson, yeah, that, uh, to make to uh, get us to the state tournament. But uh, it was just another example. Of those kids is a great, great group of kids and and uh, they bought into it and they really cherished the moment. So, so did, oh, go ahead, uh, go Tony. I was just gonna say. So, uh, what was the you ended up moving from uh, Bemidji personally to Grand Rapids. How did the move go down? I think it's kind of an interesting story. Yeah, so uh, my last year there coaching Bemidji, which was uh, I think it was the 2017 year, um, I was there, and uh, my wife at the time was driving back and forth every single day. Um, she already took a job in Grand Rapids, and um, and I, you know, there was a couple comment and combinations on it. She she was pregnant, um, and I just said, "Enough is enough. We need to move. Um, I, I need to be like a. I don't want you driving on the roads, being pregnant, and b. It's it's time to go over. And I could keep my job, so it was an easy move. It was just selling my house uh, and buying a house in Grand Rapids because uh, she took a job over there, and and I ended up in Grand Rapids. Uh, we actually were looking at houses in <laughs> Greenway area because uh, I I was. I wasn't expecting to get him back into coaching. I was just trying to find a spot to live. That would be a good spot. And I know, uh, you know, we looked all over this, the, basically the Rapids Greenway area, just find a house and ended up uh, obviously in Grand Rapids and, and then uh, the rest is history. And, you know, and then a year later I get uh, the opportunity to be the head coach uh, here in Grand Rapids. So your wife's go, driving back and forth uh, and you got three, uh, two kids and one on the way. How good is dinner uh, at your house when your <laughs> wife's driving an hour and a half every day to work? A lot of chicken nuggets, uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> peanut butter jelly sandwiches, uh, McDonald's. You know, we did a lot of McDonald's stops. I think I gained about 10 pounds during that time frame. And usually I lose weight during the hockey season, but not that, that season. It was, it was and a lot of help from a lot of people, you know, at the end of the day. But it, our dinners weren't the greatest, uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you get to Rapids, and you spend an entire year without of, out of coaching, correct? In the 18th yeah, season, I right? I did. I was out. Uh, I was in the scouting world at the time. Okay. Um, so I was working for the Bismarck Bobcats. I was the head scout there for them, and and I was, uh, and then I, I did some USHL stuff with Muskegon as well. Were you um, so tra- Were you traveling with small kids and a brand new baby, or were you just kind of watching all the stuff that came through the Rapids Greenway area? So I was traveling quite a bit uh, for for Bismarck, uh, being the the head guy there at the time. I needed to go out and see games, so. Uh, uh, but the nice thing was, you, you know, you kind of fit it in your own schedule, right? right? So I just made sure that uh, it worked, uh, obviously, and my wife's schedule and, and everybody in the area was covered. And uh, so I got a chance to travel basically the United States, checking all different areas of, this, of the United States, watching hockey, trying to find good hockey players. Um, so you, you, 
let's go through the story of getting the Grand Rapids job. It it it, it was a late hire that season. You were coaching the Elite League. Um, a lot of great applications probably came into Ann Campbell's uh, inbox uh, when when the when the job came open. Walk through your process and what through went your head to get the job. Well, you know, obviously we know what happened, right? Uh, the opportunity came up, uh, up and there was about a two-week span. And like you said, I was coaching with Grant Clapton in the Elite League. Uh, I was with him for four years. And uh, and so, you know, we you know we spent a lot of time together on the weekends, you know, chatting because we were with each other every weekend during that, those time, that time of the year. And uh, it might have been the last weekend, uh, playoff weekend, we were driving back and Grant's like, wait, you need to apply. And, and we, basically we went back and forth for three hours and 15 minutes on, I should apply. Cause I wasn't really thinking about it. Uh, I was good. I had my Dean, a son, you know, at, uh, I, I was fine where I was at. And by the time I got home three hours and 15 minutes later, now my wheels started to turn. I'm like, you know, maybe I should. And I still remember walking the door uh, on that Sunday is about four or five o'clock. Cause that's about the time I got home. And, and my wife looks at me and she's like, you're going to apply, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, ah, no, you know, I'm playing it off. <laughs> she's like, wait, if you want to do it, go do it. And uh, so obviously uh, I put my name in the hat Sunday night because it closed on Monday. I get hired. I think it was on a Wednesday. I get told I was the head coach. Boom. We start the season on the following Monday. And I still remember walking in. It might have been the most nerve wracking I've ever had because I did not watch one game of Grand Rapids high school hockey last year. So I had no idea what we had, no idea who anybody was. Hey, everybody put a name tag on your helmet. Uh, Cause I don't know who you are. Um, and I still, like I said, uh, I still remember I'm two, three weeks in the season. I remember talking to both guys. I looked at him. I called him Zalks. I'm like Zalky. And I'm like, Bo, what's his first name? <laughs> Because, you, you know, things are moving so quick, right? You know, this and that and, and trying to get the, the personnel down, trying to figure out who I have, what I don't have, where our weaknesses are. You know, it was just it was a, it was an absolute uh, big storm that came through. And then we kind of settled in once we get past Christmas and things kind of started to smooth out. But it was it was great. One thing that uh, people don't see in the high school, you know, at least MSHSL coaching is how administratively taxing that job can be just from the schedules and the lineups and the ice times and the, the varsity, the <laughs> JV walk through that part of the job that most people don't see. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, we're talking, watching film like today, I'm going to be watching three games, uh, sitting down breaking it down, uh, talking about how our, our weekly schedule, we work out Mondays we do yoga on Wednesdays, making sure that's lined up, making sure what we do in practice plans, what our bus schedule, like our food schedule, uh, you know, what uh, making any changes you're dealing with grades at the school, like our kids, you know, I'm getting progress reports on the kids. Are they, are they skipping class? Are they true being late for class? You know, dealing with that aspect of it. Uh, there's, there's so many things that go into this, uh, as being a head coach other than just walking to the rink and running practice and having a game. Um, and, uh, but, but once you get it down, you know how to manage it. Uh, you, you know, the one thing about being a coach, getting into it, you, some guys try to climb the mountain in one day. It's, there's a process and there's a purpose of what you're trying to achieve. And, and, uh, and I figured it out. I've done it long enough now where I know what, 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 what I have to delegate to my assistants and what I'm going to take on. And, and, uh, and it's works pretty smooth. 
So let's we talked a lot about your team a little bit earlier in the segment here, but let's let's talk a little bit what you have on the on your roster this year uh, and your outlook for the rest of the season in seven double A. Yeah, we got we got a we got a uh, very heavy group of uh, uh, players that are returning. Like I have a lot of guys that played a lot of varsity hockey, um, you know, and, and uh, we have a big senior class. Uh, we got some young kids that are playing right now. You know, on our, our blue line, you know, obviously we got the Ren Morkway, Easton Young, uh, Sam Sturl, uh, Will Stoffer, and Bauer Murphy. Then we got Miles Gunnarsson and that. And, and up front, you know, we got the the Joey Del Greco, Caden Nelson, and Drotz, Garrett Drotz, and then Hayden Amars, Justin Kerr, Blaine Mortensen, Hayden Davis, Henry Sturl. You know, these kids have had a lot of ice time. Um, and, and have been a big contributor to the program for three years. And I'm excited. We, we have a deep club. Uh, we play the game the right way. Uh, we, you know, we've had some stumbling blocks early this year, which is fine. Um, like I, I know people get caught up in records and, and who is winning, who is not winning. I, I honestly, I don't, at this time of the year, I don't look at it. I look at, okay, are we, we making the progress we need? We're showing up, the, shoring up the things we need to do to make sure that we're ready uh, at the end of January. That's when we should be starting to click, uh, getting our guys ready, focused for the playoff run and, and understanding what the role is. Because uh, right now we're still establishing what is my role? Uh, I think it's crucial as a coach that players know their role and they know where they stand. They may not like the role, but they need to know because that builds trust. And if trust, trust goes a long way in, in the game of hockey or any sport, as a matter of fact, um, you know, and I, I like our club. I think we're deep. I think we're fast. Uh, we have some physical play to it. Um, and uh, you know what? Uh, we're getting there. We're not there, but we're getting there. Uh, again, one more uh, just question about the squad here. Seven double A, you you have some section realignment this year. Did, did you get the teams you wanted in, on your schedule this year, or what do you know about the the new teams like Blaine that are coming in this year? Yeah, we we did. We ramped up our schedule pretty heavily. Uh, obviously, at the beginning of the year, we we had uh, we got all our Lake Superior Conference games pretty much done, and then uh, you know now going forward, uh, our schedule is pretty tough, uh, which we wanted. Uh, I want to get these kids prepared. Like I said, I don't, I don't care if you're 15 and 10 walking the playoffs. It's you got to win three games. You got to be playing your best hockey. Um, you know, I know everybody else gets caught up in it. Well, they lost this game in December. Who cares? Nobody remembers December. Everybody remembers the February and the February and early March. That's when they remember. Um, and, uh, you know, so we wrapped it up pretty heavily at the end of the year. We, we have a good stretch here. We got, obviously we got Tonka coming up. We got, uh, we got St. Thomas Academy, Hermantown, Maple Grove, White Bear Lake, Wyzetta, Hill Murray. Um, you know, we go right down the list. We got some good teams coming in, and, and it'll be good for our kids to see what it's like and, and get them prepared for the end of February. Hey, Wade, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, letting us know a little bit more about yourself. It was a blast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Wade Chidel, head coach at Grand Rapids High School. Well, thanks, Coach. And uh, that was a real fun interview, I think, with Coach Shadow there. It, it was kind of cool to see, you know, how, like, his career has moved in a couple different places, too. I thought it was interesting. He, just the whole Bemidji, his family, his wife was working in Grand Rapids and how he just ended up there. And it wasn't like he didn't force it too hard to get there. Yeah, exactly. And especially the... What he got and like thought about the interview for the that coaching job was kind of classic. Right, right, very classic. Um, okay, 
Yes, Carl, we know that you weren't there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, something that you were there for, Carl, is looking at games this week. So we got some games of the past. Um, I'll start it off. Eastview four prior like one in a team that cannot find itself right now in prior like. Yeah. The casino team has uh, lost its chips. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Now they get a chip back next week. We're thinking um, with Sam Rice should be coming back soon. Okay, I think it's next week. He'll be back in time for the Minnetonka game. I've been told. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Which is next week. On rumor tomorrow. has, yeah, rumor has it it's a pick'em, but that's a rumor. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, actually, a good quality win for East Eastview cracked the top twenty-five this week, Carl. Top twenty, yeah. They, they are the, the second highest ranked team in three AA right now. Interesting. Okay, probably the third highest ranked team in three AA. St. Thomas Academy, seven. Holy Family, zero. And the Holy Family litmus test, like mentioning before. Does this tell anybody anything? It tells no. me that St. Thomas might be okay. okay. Let's get to their other score this week. Oh, hush. Um, Lakeville South, six. Lakeville North, three. Um, I was at this one. It was... Um, Every time that South scored, North answered, and North uh, knew how to answer, except for the, um, except the last uh, goal. Three? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was in the third Every time they scored, except for the half, half of the times they didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> except the last three they didn't, but the first three they did. I know where you're going with that, Danny. I Carl's just thanks, being mean. Thanks. He's just being mean. Yeah. Are you, you saying the, the big question is you watched the game? Are you saying yeah. come late February, early March, whenever the section final is, can North skate with these guys and give them a game? I think they can give them a game. I, the one takeaway that I had was this is probably the largest crowd that both of these two teams have played against in a long time. And so, you know, you could definitely see that South was standing more straight up. Normal. There was a lot of nerves probably on both sides. Um, end of the first, I don't think there was a goal yet. And if there was, it was one to one. It was just kind of more standoffish play. Um, sort of like playoff hockey, but not in some ways. And so I'm impressed with what I saw in Lakeville South. I just need to see them more. And I think going forward, they're going to be more comfortable in bigger games too. Okay. This one. Um, Mom West Tonka seven, Monticello four. I thought that was an interesting score. Good for Mound. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think so too. It's just, it's a good score for Mount West Tonka. It's a team that's putting up some weird, decent scores. I think they could be the number two seed coming in. Two A. I really do. Ahead of Minneapolis. Ahead of Minneapolis. Um, I forgot that Minneapolis was in 2A, so we're just going to back that down a notch. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. Well, I mean, if they were, I was, I'm was. i happy to hand it to them. I'm just like, wow, right now Minneapolis seems to have the better two resumes. Yeah, okay. They're the number three seed. Okay, thank you. Moving on. 
Um, Brainerd, five, Fergus Falls, four in overtime. This was probably a head-scratcher for all of us. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier in the show during rankings. To me, I didn't expect... I don't know what to expect out of Brainerd. I mean, they're that they're in a really downward spiral. Even they're like a Class A team, not even a top ten Class A team. Uh, losing to Northern Lakes, uh, losing by you know a couple touchdowns to, to Roseau. I mean, this is not a good team. So the fact that they got their first win of the year, correct? That was their first win over Fergus. Have to look, but pretty I sure it was. It. I believe they were defeated. So. Uh, that that's, that tells us a lot. It tells us that Fergus might not be as strong as we thought. Um, Carl, notes on this one? Mm, I think we've covered it pretty well, but, you know, it just raises some questions for the Otters and really ruins that, that matchup of, of the defeateds this week between Bluetooth and Brainerd. Correct. <laughs> um, Hill Murray 2, YZ1. Carl, this was probably an important game for you in the rankings. Yeah, well, it's my two favorite teams, and they played exactly the way I wanted them to play. It was my dream. It was back and forth, slogging defensive hockey with long stretches of little happening, and and, and Hill found a way to get get up and have the two one lead, and and held on really in the third period. That's why that I threw a lot at them. I did this feel like a tournament game, or what? What were you thinking? Um, it's not quite. I think these two teams, you know, they're. They're two teams that are drilling themselves over the course of the season, still building to what they will be at the end, and so they weren't that finished product yet. But I mean, the talent is there, and this certainly could be one. It almost was one last year. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Um, in a rematch of a section final game last year, War Road six, East Grand Forks three. I, I'm going to be honest. I six goals was more than I thought. Thank you, Carl, for repping the War Road. <laughs> but. Um, six six to three. That was a bigger score uh, when uh, and Warroad really controlled this game. Did, did you think when you say bigger score, Danny? Did you think it would be closer than that? Tighter. Yeah, like a three to two. Mm. I, I think we know plenty now about East Grand that we didn't uh-huh. know three weeks ago. But yeah. we'll know even more in a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Andover five, Maple Grove three. Um, who had Maple Grove in the pick'em? So I forget. Uh, I think it was Tristan and Carl. Do we want to do the standings here, Danny? Ooh, no. wow. No. He's ripping out standings because he went three, We're good. three for Again. five. Scoreboard, scoreboard. Wow. So I I don't know when I see a, saw this score, I, it told me that Maple Grove still has not found it. And no arguments here. Concerning. No arguments here. Eden Prairie three, Elk River two, in overtime. Carl, you saw that one? Yeah, this was a fun, entertaining game. It was fairly even back and forth. I think. Eden Prairie was a somewhat stronger skating team, but Stam, Stam Stockman from Elk River really had a great weekend for himself in goal. And then, um, yeah. And uh, so it came down to the third period where Elk River missed an open net, wide open net at one end, and of course Eden Prairie goes right back the other way and immediately scores to win it. It's an Here's an interesting note. I was at a uh, peewee game four years ago. Sam Stockman against Edina in regionals in Woodbury made over 100 saves in a six-overtime game. So I'm not surprised. Wow. Not surprised. 
That's a lot of saves. And it was oh, not it was, it was not at Braemar, if you know what I'm saying. The saves, the, Ooh, the, the yeah. shots were legit. <laughs> Jimmy Clark uh, ended up ending it in that game. So, In a team that's on the rise, Minnetonka 3, Chaska 2. Mm-hmm. So where, where are those two teams in the rankings now, Carl? They are both in the 10 to 15 range. Chaska once, uh, Minnetonka once about ahead of Chaska now on the head to head. Boy, how far did you drop Chaska? A lot. (laughs) They were sixth last week. Yeah. They they haven't played anyone, though. What is the farthest you've plummeted somebody in one week? Well, Prior Lake fell further this week, so. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because they were the mid teens. And they're, and they're not in the top 25. So a plus 13, plus 14? Somewhere in that way. Wow. Yeah. So the, the Chaska 6 or 7 is just a pittance compared yeah. to that. Nothing. Okay, no. yep. sorry. Mid-teens, you Zero. <laughs> yep. Receiving votes? Are they receiving votes at all? Kind of like Totino? They got votes. No votes. Got votes. <laughs> Boy, the casino um, is getting flushed drowned in their own lake right now. Uh, but, I mean, Minnetonka had a very strong week. This is the start of it. Um, I think they're a team to watch out for right now. You know, they're, oh, okay. I, on a Zoom call, Tony, you can see the eye roll. On me? Yawn. And the yawn. I've been yeah. yawning like crazy. It's the booze. Uh, Detroit Lakes 4, Northern Lakes 1. In, in an interesting score, okay? Yeah. I, Another eye roll from Tony. I, that was an attempted eye roll. That I mean, that's uh, the game. I mean, Detroit Lakes, you know, to me, they're right on the cusp of top ten. Yeah, they're super close. Creighton 5, Benilde St. Margaret 3. I think that's a score that we were kind of all expecting should happen. Yeah, Peter was at this game, and he thought that Creighton was more than two goals better than them. Like they controlled the play. Yeah. That was the impression I got. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why you put them in number one? Sure does. Okay. Uh, Edina five, Grand Rapids one. Um, Carl, this, after this game, you told me that Edina was the number one team in the state. They were until they weren't. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Edina looked so good in this game. And really, it was the, the second line that was carrying the load here. Um, is, yes. Vanderbort had a hat trick. And, uh, it was, that's the, that yeah. Ch- Chase Nevers is on that line, too. I thought that was a good line. Yeah. My uh, takeaway was when I left the building that night was the first line was supposedly everything. You know, Willie Johnson and, and Fetchko and and – and Jimmy Clark. I, I, I was I was going there expecting to see three to four goals out of that line, and they got one, and it was somewhat of a pizza delivery from the yeah it was, from the Grand Rapids defender. Short-handed break, yeah, yeah, giveaway, yeah, yeah. And and I, I made the observation too on Udana's power play, like you know Jimmy Clark's kind of just like floating out in front of the slot somewhere, like he never touches the puck on the power play. Yeah, he's so kind of doing the Ovechkin. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm just gonna hear. I'm gonna yeah. take a slap shot and yeah. score. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't even get the slap shot off. He's in too close. It's, Correct. It's a weird setup. Yeah. Correct. Which is interesting because normally Dinah's power play is usually pretty dialed in by this point. So, right. I mean, it still looked okay because the other players are still pretty good, but it was just an odd yeah. use of him. Yeah. Hmm. 
because Hurley was on the half wall, and so I would mm-hmm. expect that Clark would be right. The same, yeah, but, but he, he was not. He was floating hmm. high slop. Yeah. Okay, something to keep an eye on going forward with the Dyna. Um, Grand Rapids four, Eden Prairie three in overtime. I thought this was an impressive score by Eden Prairie. Again, hanging but, with Rapids, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think they've hung with just about everybody this year. Uh, that's I think. I, Thought those teams are who they, I thought they were. I um, mean, they even hung ten to fifteen teams. They hung with yeah. They hung with Hill Murray yeah. that night. You yeah. know so. Um, Roso four Rogers one. Good win by Roso. Yeah, it's a game that they needed to win. Are you going to read did. the next Rogers score too? I, I think it's important to yeah. read it right yeah. after that, just so you can compare the two, okay. right? The next game. War Road, um, seven, Rogers, one. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Holy bus legs, Royals. Yeah. Except they were up there for the whole weekend, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a long ride back. Downhill, though. Ra- mm-hmm. Downhill back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Edina, one, Elk River, zero in a 47 save performance i want to say he's done like tw- he's done twice that against the yeah. same group yeah. of kids <laughs> still impressive <laughs> though still impressive Dinah, it seems like the week is just steady, steady down i mean they started out with this awesome game they're like oh they look like the best team in the state and they struggled to pull off this one and then then we'll get, we'll to, get Saturday. to the next one um this score makes me nervous if i'm a Rozo fan and playing Elk River in sections. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because you, Rozo running into hot goaltenders is a bad section disaster waiting to happen. And that's, you say that's a 1 4 game? Yeah, Either Elk, way. And that's Elk at River, Rozo, yeah. though. That's going to be at yeah. Rozo. And I yeah. Think Last year proved that was real yes. effective. Yes. Right now, I think Elk River's beaten St. Michael Elberfield. So I think they're. Probably the three, possibly the two. Possibly. Who Elk River the two? Yeah. Do Maybe. they play Moorhead? I don't think so. No. I don't think they do. No. Um, White Bear Lake seven, Saint Cloud regular two. This is of note because White Bear lost to Totino and lost to another middling team earlier in the week, and so. It was just like they put a seven spot on regular was interesting up at the Mac. And regular is the one that beat Rogers. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. what do we know about Rogers that they aren't as good yet? Um, yeah, they're they're still finding themselves. Yep. Uh, Lakeville South four, Eastview one. Good win for South there. I think Eastfield's been a trap game for most teams, it seems like, this year. Um, but good win. Um, Rozo 5, Buffalo 3 in the 8AA trap game. Yes. Interesting. Um, and over 2-2 two two tie with Wyzetta over time. Again, tells you these, there's a lot of scores this week that aren't sexy, you guys. But that yeah, one, trying to give yeah. you, that one proves trying to give you stuff. That one proves that both those teams stuff. are middle of the middle of the pack, top ten teams. Yeah, that's what uh, they are. 
Alexandria four, East Grand Forks one. Okay. That uh, one is trying. that's the bonk. That is the yep. one that bonks them right that, out. That, that's an actual eye popper. That is. Yeah. Um, Hermantown three, Matamidi zero. Tony. Yeah, good hockey game. Um, it was one nothing with six minutes to go in the game, and you're just thinking. I'm thinking the whole time, like one little bounce, one little two on one, one little something, and it's one one. Yep, We've seen it was that one of those before. kind of games. Yes, it was one of those kind of games. Where I'm like, this thing could go the other way in a hurry. You know, it was just one long bomb. One little thing, and, and that game. And and Pat Andrews said it best. He goes, we know we have to get 40 shots on Ben Dardis to get two. Do the numbers on that. That's a high, high percentage of saves. And let's be honest, Kate Kowanski's second goal, pure luck. That's all I'm going to say. It literally took a funny bounce, and it, boom, it found the back of the net, and it went in. So... Uh, Hermantown was the superior team, just like the 2000, was it nine, 2020 state championship 20. game. Mm-hmm. It, well, they were the better team. Everybody saw it, you know. So there you go. Uh, that was my take on that game is they were the superior team. They just couldn't find a way to get it in the back of the net too often. And Montemita just sat back and sat back and sat back and kept the puck out, out of the middle and fought Fought to the next day, you know. The goal by Ty Hansen, the one nothing goal, was nothing short of unbelievable. It was it's just a rocket. Uh, one of my takeaways in this game is Hermantown can beat you in a high-scoring game, but they can also shut you down Yeah, when they need to. Yeah. That's an interesting takeaway. I'm going to nerd out on you guys, of all things. Um, I was Uh-oh. looking at the top goaltenders in the state, uh, doing my research on Dardis, and guess who's sitting right next to him uh, with a very similar save percentage? Dane Calloway. He's like Calloway. 972, yep. and yep. Dardis is at like 971. Is, is that on the on the eight shots he's seen? What's yeah. that? <laughs> on the eight shots Calloway has seen all season? Oh, yeah. He's well. got a goal against a 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's good. He's he, like I we talked about this earlier. He's Rand said this to me, and he said it. I'm sure to several others that uh, Callaway's the best goaltender he'd seen in 30 years at, at Duluth East. Adam Cool and Kyle Colquist may have comments on that, but he yeah. said yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, shut down, Carl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, Chicago Lake six, Mount West Tonka five. See, there's your there's your number two seed in section two A right there, Danny. Right, right there, right there. But I, I think I think there's a big um, group of teams that are kind of in that range. In yes, a. I agree. I agree. And it's it, and the sad part is it's that range isn't like five through ten. That range is like 12 through 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or 30. You know, you think yeah. about that. Sh- th- those are the teams on that section Saturday. We won't be surprised when Chisago sneaks up on somebody or Mount Westonka sneaks up on somebody in there in that section semi. Even I know 5A doesn't play, 2A doesn't play on Saturday, but you get the idea. Thank you. 
Um, Minnetonka four, Moorhead one. This was at the Cullen Memorial Center. Um, so just good score by the Skips. Absolutely. Great week for the Skippers. Great week for the Skips. Um, Grand Rapids six, Elk River three, and a game that Rapids really needed to win, it felt like, after a slide. In a game that nobody remembered happened in the Edina Danny Ryan Holiday Classic, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> they did play." Hmm. Yeah, yes, yes. That used to be like a huge game. Prime. Remember that? That was a huge back uh, four or five years ago. That was a huge section yeah. game, and it was a section game. But yeah, now it's just kind of yeah. now, now it's just there. kind of blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Benilde three, Holy Family zero. Again, just kind of watching Benilde right now um, and how they're doing, kind of the pulse of their team. Cambridge six, Princeton zero in the battle of what, Tony? God, I want to say it's like a, a, a rifle. Was it a rifle or a axe? Old <laughs> pair of skates. Old pair of skates. Yep. Old pair of skates trophy. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I it know. should be a so, rifle, though, don't you think? They're they're in one of those red counties up there, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think, or a like, pistol. I'm, I mean, I shot guns in school, but I don't think most kids should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Only allowed for us to say Thomas kids. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We shot 22s. In oh, here we go. It was kind of cool. Let me tell you more about the no. Academy we, now that we you don't. It up. <laughs> we are don't. We didn't bring it up. Are they sponsoring the podcast? <laughs> we did not bring them up. Academy. We did I not. No, no. <laughs> it came up organically. Again. No, it did not. <laughs> you pulled it right from the ground and smashed it in our face. No, no, that was straight organic. I'm speaking of. Oh, Carl is taking off his camera. <laughs> I love it. He's going off the air. He's going dark on us. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to put you on mute. Hill Murray 6, St. Thomas Academy 0. That was the 6 oh, nothing game. Remember I said, yeah, wasn't yeah. it 6 to nothing? And I, I, Sorry, yeah. I, I flipped two yeah. St. Thomas games on you. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, I mean, normally Hill smacks St. Thomas, but, you know, it's not a big of a deal in this game. But we've seen this game before, Tony, you and I at Aldridge. Yes. And who won that? I'm trying to think who won that. I think, I think Hill won that game. Badly. Nick Pierre. Like they Nick Pierre, yeah, 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 They crushed St. Thomas. Yes. I think that's a good win by Hill, actually. Like, they, they scored goals. They shot mm-hmm. them out. Hills playing pretty good hockey. I think they're finding their stride, I would say. Okay. Question, and I hate to ask this, Carl, but uh, yeah. what what is where is St. Thomas in your 1 through 25? They are, oh, they're in the 15 to 20 range. Are they? Okay. They're down in the uh, yeah, 18. 18? Eastview. They're One behind, behind Eastview? Eastview? Oh, Eastview 17 yep. then. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, if you had them at eighteen, I would have called you out on that one. Mm-hmm. Good, good call there. Good call. All right, how many more games we got left, Danny? Two more games. Rosemount four, Prior Lake three, in a game that Prior Lake was up three to one. And <laughs> what is going on there? Um, just 
Farlick, find yourself. Like I, like I said in my tweet, put them on a milk carton. They're missing. We lost them. Insert, yeah. insert gas, light, fire. That's them. Can we go back to televising the Mankato game instead of the Friar Lake East Grand Forks game? Because right. nobody Flip. wants to see that. Oh, I forgot about that. It's the toilet bowl. Yeah, in the game that neither team is performing up to. Yeah, let's watch the Mankato Wait, instead. Honestly. Hey, hey, I got something for you. You know, every yeah. year, every, you know, every year, like they always call it the uh, Hockey Day Curse. Maybe this is going to be like the reverse Hockey Day curse. They're going to actually find oh. themselves at Hockey Day and then both make it to state. Find themselves on the frozen Because you can't curse them any more than they are, right? It's the most two most cursed teams in the state. Thing, yeah, this is... It's got to be the reverse. This may... You know, like, what's the hype-up videos for this Hockey Day? <laughs> like... <laughs> They, uh, they played so, somebody to a four to three loss. Yeah. Here's some here's some twenty fifteen East Grand Forks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. They're oh. gonna show a lot of the East Grand Forks mid two thousands. That's it. I don't know what they're gonna do Inter- for Tweedum. What are they gonna do for Fixed Prior Lake? Way. What are they gonna do for Prior Lake? Okay, we turn shots from the casino floor. <laughs> 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 All right, we got one more to go, and I got a feeling I know which one it is. It's the biggest upset of the week. Eden Prairie six, Edina two. I that was a was it four nothing at one point, and then just kind of leveled off. Right out of the right out of the gate, they won. <laughs> Throttle on. We didn't see this one coming. Nobody Not saw this all. one. I, I saw a bunch of Eden Prairie in the week before this, and I saw Edina for the first time, and it's like never would have guessed this would happen. You know, I was gonna say, Coach okay. Smith is, you know, he, you know, all he gets credit for is, you know, making sure that the kids are there. They're not deep. I mean, athletically this year, they're not super deep. You know, he is coaching them up. You got to give him credit for coaching up this team. His whole staff, you know, hats off to those guys. They really have done a good job with these guys, the young kids so far. I- I think I talked to him earlier in the season and we kind of compared this year to like the 2012 team or, or the 2019. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of talent. There's some really good young kids. Obviously Teddy is a great young kid, but yep. you know, it, it's kind of like the 2009 year when Kyle was a sophomore. Type right. Thing. And, they, and they, and they lost three games and won the state tournament. <laughs> okay. Well, he says there's comparisons to them. They're not identical to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm heavy wet blanketing this one, but there, but the, yeah. it's it's a pretty good analogy though. <laughs> it's 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 a pretty good analogy when you think about it though, because this group of kids, the Crowley and Satterdown and Townsend, Moan and Bornwall, those kids won a lot as Peewees and Bantams, just like the the Rao crew did, and they they you know they maybe they jump up and do make it to state you this see, year. You see Dick Letty there? I don't see Dick Letty there. You see Dick Letty anywhere? <laughs> I don't. Oh, wow. Wow. That team was a top five team all season. Wow. (laughs) Maybe, maybe this team will be, maybe this team will be in the top five in the next couple weeks. They go through hockey for life and win three in a row. And then, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on this bandwagon, Mr. Wet. Even with the loose East, even. (laughs) Oh, wow. So are you saying Carl that the loose East is, Better than Edina? If Am they're I? even with with the team is this even year? With the 
Oh, oh, well, I'm not here for that. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Look at him sandbagging the hounds. They're probably number 30 this week. They're just showing up. A quality win. <laughs> like, what, a quality win? A top win? 10 team. Yeah. We haven't won yet. They haven't won yet. Yeah. And they've got to end over this week. What happened in the Cloquet game? Did that, that get postponed? Yeah. Weather, yeah. Weather, okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. would have remembered them losing to Cloquet. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Um, that that uh, does it for that does it doesn't it for uh, yes, all the different scores? Great, our sponsor. Yeah, I would love to. Sponsor. Uh, Red and Black League uh, is our sponsor again. Uh, we really appreciate their sponsorship for the fifth straight year. Uh, it's an outstanding league for all types of hockey players, uh, junior goal players, JV players, varsity players. You name it. All types of levels of high school players. Great way to go out, play some hockey. 20 games, uh, stats tracked in the fall and the spring. Check them out, redandblackleagues.com. Well, thank you, Tony. Yeah, we are joined here with senior goaltender from Mata Midai, Ben Dardis. Ben, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. You, you guys have been busy so far this year, especially – um, yesterday, you guys had a big game against Hermantown. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, the game was a fun one. It's always a really good game playing Hermantown since, we, I mean, we, we scrimmage them, we play them every year, so we're really familiar with each other. I talked to uh, Coach Andrews yesterday after the game. Uh, he said that uh, we ha- we know we have to get at least 40 shots to get two on Dardis. Um, is that a, a mind frame of your team as well? They, they have a lot of confidence you uh, in the net to, to win games for you? Yeah, I mean, I think they have a lot of confidence that, that I can control my rebounds and just, like, make some big saves if needed. And, you know, I got confidence in my team that, you know, unfortunately we didn't get the bounces yesterday scoring any goals. But I think, you know, in past games we've, we've gotten important goals at important times. So I think it's just kind of both ways. Like they trust me that I'm going to stop the puck and I trust them that they'll score goals. So uh, you had 40 saves yesterday. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but I got I got four pictures of I have probably 27 pictures of you making saves yesterday. One that got by you I want to go to, and not to talk about too much bad here, but the Ty Hansen rocket launcher on that four-on-four play. They had, Walk through that sequence uh, of him scoring on you. Yeah, like I, I, they won the draw super clean. And, well, I mean, it was four and four. And I get a couple misassignments on the faceoff draw on their guys. And, and he just went, went D to D and Hanson walked right in the slot. I was like, oh, here you go. And then he just put it right by my ear. I was like, ah. And I wish I would have, you know, stopped it. But it was a good shot. And, you know, sometimes you just can't stop all of them. You had uh, several of these glove saves but uh, that I got photos of, but you had one blocker save in the third period, uh, a dead-on slot shot where you came up blocker. Part of me thinks you didn't see it. Part of me says you saw it. Walk through that save, that, and it went end up going over the net, just, just barely over the net. Yeah, I mean, the guy, I think they're on a power play, I think, and they're behind the goal, and, and he, he kind of passed it out really quick, and I just – kind of just only was able to move a little bit and it was super deep in my crease so I had to like really reach up and knock the puck you know out of harm's way from the go from going in the net so that was just kind of happened really quick so I mean I saw it but just like wasn't a clean 
track all the way because it happened so quick. Yeah, it was, you, you, you're a very controlled goaltender. It was one of your more out-of-control saves. It was a, And, of course, the whole crowd just gasps. They're like, this kid is on fire. I was with two guys that had never seen you play before, and they're like, do you know this guy? I'm like, yeah, he was our goalie of the year in 2020. I know who he is, yes. <laughs> like I had just discovered him or something. They had just discovered you. Um, so... The game you talked about didn't get the bounces. You got 16 shots yesterday. Um, not a lot after the first half of the first period. Did you ever, did you feel like after the first and after the second that you still had a chance to win that game, even though you were kind of being outplayed uh, and spent a lot of time in your own zone? Yeah, I mean, like, I knew that first period, Hermitown was kind of like, yeah, probably had bust legs. I yep. mean, like that was, I was really hoping we'd kind of capitalize on that. And we looked the right in the first period. Yeah. But with the second period, they, I think Hermitown started defining their game again. And well, they, you know, I mean, they just, they just started controlling, playing their game. And I mean, at times I thought maybe we had some odd man rushers to get a quick goal in, but it just didn't happen because they're just, their defense is really good over there in Hermitown. So, you know what? Score. You know what, though? Uh, you, I, I was having, and I asked Coach Andrews after the game, I was having some flashbacks to the state championship game, too, where they were having a hard time getting to you and, and getting even some grade-A chances on you. They were getting good perimeter shots. They were getting their shots. Did you start thinking, hey, we did this once. We're going to do it again maybe today? Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of how we kind of how we play against these really good teams. Is You know, it's a, hey, we, they can shoot from the perimeter all night long. I'm going to do my best to make the saves. And then once we get our chance, you got to be opportunistic and score. All right. Everybody, a lot of people know this, especially in the Monomy area, but th- those not from Monomy listening might not know that you are one of a, tr- one, a triplet, right? So there's three brothers, and you have an older brother that's actually in college. What are your brother's names? Uh, uh, one of my brother's name is Grant. The other one's Jack. And the oldest one that's in college is Neil. Neil, okay. So and Jack does not play hockey, correct? Um, Jack, he does, but like not as competitively as me and Grant. Okay. He plays on the junior gold. Oh, he does. Okay, so he's still LOL. skating. He's still skating. All right, well, great, great. And Grant. Not as good as the. He said it, not me. <laughs> well, it's like he's just, you know, he just, he's more than lacrosse. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's more of his sport, and I think he likes it a little better. And like hockey, he likes you... math and English too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'll ask him what his favorite subject is, but he wears glasses. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. All right. <laughs> so, uh, what's it like having two built-in playing companions your whole life? Is it is it great, or is there other days where you're like, man, I wish I just could be Ben? Yeah, um, you know, there's, you know, there's some days we sometimes fight and argue, but that's normal. But I, I, and I'm grateful for having them around because, you know, it's, it's good, healthy competition, you know, whether it's like we're playing pond hockey in the backyard or, you know, having competition, got a better score on a test or a quiz or, you know, any, anything you can come up with a competition for, you know, we probably did it when we were young, young and growing up. So it's, you know, healthy and fun. Did you guys get put in the same, ever put in the same elementary or junior high classes? Oh yeah, we're we're in the same classes all the time in high school, all the way going all the way through, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. I think this year my brother is my math class and my turn eighteen class was it was like a type of gym class 
but for seniors. Yeah. It's like a competitive gym class. Polsha actually teaches the class. So <laughs> it's, it's the, the, the attorney team class, and Jack's also in a math class as well. So, you know, we're still, you know, we still are in the same classes most of the time. Do you ride to school together? Um, this year, we, well, we used to last year, this year, not as much since we kind of have different schedules. I go to school at eight o'clock. Jack goes to school at like nine o'clock because he's like a free, he's like a free hour at right. eight a.m. or something. And then Grant, he does like uh, century classes, PSEOs type of stuff. Uh, that's extra stuff for out of high school. So he goes there or does, I think he does it actually online. So he'd stay home for most of the day. And then, you know, kind of those different schedules, different class schedules, stuff like that. So, no, I guess for now, I guess I go to school and then Grant and Jack go to school together. Wow. Okay. That's that's a lot to manage here. Danny, you want to help yeah. us go back in time a little bit and, and talk about some of the great memories that uh, Ben's had as a Zephyr? Yeah. So, Ben, you start off um, as a freshman goaltender at Matamita. Let's talk about that for a little bit. What's it like to have Posh? As a head coach, former goalie, who was actually really good in his own right too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's it's nice having at least at least somewhat of a goalie coach there. I know Posh is a head coach, and sometimes he's got to worry about the whole team. But I mean, it's nice that he knows about the goalie position, and he he, he can like if he sees something with my game, he can kind of help me with it because he's also played the position as well. Or like in big games, like the state tournament or a section final game. Yeah, like he knows what's what he's been there before, so he can give me advice on, on just like how to play and how to you know mentally be in the right spot. So it, it's fun. It's good having us, coach. Well, let's talk about the biggest game of your career, the state championship game versus Hermantown, uh, two years ago. What was kind of the mindset going into that game for you going in? You know, like it was. You know, just don't give him anything easy. Just, you know, stop the next puck. It doesn't matter how many shots they get, but what opportunities they have, just just stop the next puck and just keep going. And then eventually they just couldn't score, and we did, and we ended up winning, which is, you know, the rest is history. Could you feel something in the third period? I remember I was – so I was calling that game with Zach Helverson on the radio, and I turned to Zach at, like, a TV timeout with five minutes left, and I said, I have nothing more good to say about Hermantown, and I have nothing more to say about Ben Dardis right now. You were out I, of things I to have, say, right? Your, your vocabulary was exhausted? Yes. Yeah, the superlatives had been thrown out the window. Is, is that kind of how you felt at that point, too? Yeah, I mean, it's just like putting everything on the line. I mean, there's nothing to save it for because it's the last game of your season, right? Until, you know, the start of the next one, and next season and like just so I just left it all out there. I mean my teammates were doing the same thing. They're you know laying out blocking shots, you know, clearing the puck if they could. And you know, I think at the end of the game we we're all just we we're all super excited and just, you know, helmets off the yard sale. But I think, you know, what later that night and everyone was pretty pretty exhausted and stuff. But, you know, we put everything out there. I did as well. And I think that's just kinda how that went. 
I have a, a side uh, bar to this story is uh, that day we have a camera guy shooting the game at Sunrise with a big lens, and then I shoot on the ice to get the big goal. And at overtime, I go down to your end because you had been outshot like 45 to 12 or 14, and just at mathematically it was smarter to go shoot you letting in the game-winning goal versus Hermantown yeah. guys. And there's just two girls from uh, – from Matamidi, telling knew exactly what I was doing there, and they said, "You're in the wrong side, sir. You got to go down to the other side because Matamidi is going to win." And they kept yelling at me. And then when you won, I again as a journalist, I don't really care who wins or loses. I just want to get the shot. And and they your team won, and you prevented me from getting the shot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, yesterday I ran into, lo and behold, it's a teammate of your sister's, Jack Draghi's mom, saw me at the game. She goes, isn't it funny that you're here for this game? Because the last time I saw you, you were in the wrong end on Ben Dardis's end. I'm like, yes, you were. So I got a little uh, reunion with those two girls, and uh, we had a good chat with that. So uh, Darty made me look bad, and, and I'm, I couldn't be happier for you. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I mean, you know, you just that type of game, you just kind of feel like, you know, yep. they just couldn't score. And then all of a sudden we get a lucky rush. Like I knew exactly when we were rushing down, it just, it just felt like it was going to go in. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like I just felt it in the whole entire overtime. Like we're going to get one. I don't know what, like how, but we're just going to get one. And we ended up scoring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a, it was an exciting game. Those those championship games, just anything can happen. Um, yeah. Danny, got any other questions up to, for Darty? Well, so you guys are coming off of a section final loss last year. Let's talk about this team. What's the expectations that you guys have in the locker room for this year? You know, like we're we're just trying to like at least keep getting better with a really tough schedule. And we're playing these really good teams like Hermertown, Creighton, Hill Mary, St. Thomas, all those guys, all those teams are very good. And we're trying to prepare ourselves for the postseason. And our sections, I think, has been mixed up since Gentry and Tartan left. So I don't, I think, I think it's like I think Sasago Lakes moved in and North Branch. So we're just trying to, you know, have a, give the, hopefully the tough schedule kind of gets us prepared for the off season, for not for off season, the playoff season, and then the state tournament because we're trying to at least make it back. And I think we have a good chance this year, but, you know, love to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit of trivia here. We always like to, to grill our guests with some trivia questions. You ready for some questions? Sure. All right, ready? here we go. Question number one, the Dakota term Matamidi, what does it translate to in English? Um, I think White Bear Lake. Bam! He got it! That's good! That's really good. I was worried you wouldn't get that one. Yes, White Bear Lake is what it definitely is. Very good. Now, this one you might not get. Um, you've had a storied career. You're three and a half seasons in. How many shutouts does Ben Dardis have in his high school career? Um, does that include playoffs? Includes playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's... I, I'm going to... I'm like... I'm going to guess 17. Oh, he thinks highly of himself, Danny. It's actually 15, but I could be wrong. We went on the Hockey Hub, and Hockey Hub had 15 career shutouts. I thought it was 17. (laughs) No, it's 15. I looked it up. Okay. I I could be wrong. I'll I'll double-check one more time, but I've sworn it was 15. 
but anyway, maybe um, we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah, I, well, I think you'll get there. I think you got a good <laughs> shot at getting there. But uh, as of as of recording today, uh, the hockey hub's at fifteen. So, all right. All right. All right. Before we get to Pickums, uh, Danny's going to read off some games that are coming up this week before the Christmas holiday. You want to stick around and do Pickums with us? Yeah. All right. Danny, what's going on this week? Okay, so not a big week this week, um, though we have some good games other than Pickums. Creed and St. Thomas is a great game, obviously, but we did it as a Pickum already, so we're not going to do that one. Right. We're um, snobs. We're snobs. We're schnapps. Um, Denfeld and Hermantown play, and just to see how far away Hermantown is from Denfeld, yep. goals, not miles. Um, and Duluthies Andover is always traditionally interesting, yep. and the Hounds are defeated, and so it's just a sad day for Carl there. Yep. Um, Gentry plays Holy Family. It's just of note that this is a comparable tool for yep. Gentry for us. Um, why, why and Eden Prairie will play on Wednesday to kick off the late conference, really, um, which kicked off this weekend, obviously, but some, some more Hill Murray and White Bear Lake play at the greatest rink, um, Badness Sports Center. Um, so get there early if you want a ticket, um, Blake and the Nild also will play on Thursday. So there we go. All right, before we get to Pickums, Tony is going to issue an apology. Yes, I was right. So I'm looking up his career stats. Yes, during the regular season, he has 15 shutouts. In section playoffs, he had one in 1920, and he had one in 1819. So, yes, Ben, you're correct. You're two for two. (laughs) 17 shutouts. 17 shutouts. My apologies. (laughs) My apologies. There's a reason I'm a writer and not an accountant, okay? All right. right. All right. So I'm glad I got this in on the show because I would have just gotten worked uh, by other people for not getting that on the show. So how the pick'ems work is we uh, we start from the oldest guy to the youngest. So you go last, and then we kind of do a snake draft all the way back. You see each each turn, it becomes increasingly younger. So first game is going to be St. Michael, Albertville, Moorhead. Danny, where is this game going to be? Up there or down that in? This game is going to be played at Moorhead. Okay. I am impressed by St. Michael's performance, but I just don't think Moorhead is as bad as they've been the last week or so. So I'm going Moorhead. And then who does Carl have? Do you have that up on your phone, Danny? I do have what Carl has. Carl also agrees with you. He's got more head. More head. All right. Danny, who do you got? Are you going to go risky here and pick St. Mike? I'll get risky. I'll get risky. I'll pick St. Mike. I just... Moorhead's got too many freaky scores in there for me to be confident. I'd, I'd like to know how good the goaltender at St. Michael is, because obviously the Buffalo goaltender was good. Uh, just a quick review before we continue on, uh, Ben. Last week I went four for five, uh, and Danny and Carl <laughs> went three for five. Just, just so you know, you know that's what you're yeah, up against. Right. I went one for five the week before, by the way, but that's that's what, that's not important. All right, who do you got in this one, Ben? St. Michael or Moorhead? Um, I know St. Michael's goalie, he, I, I, uh, I skated with him until, uh, I think a couple summers ago up at St. Cloud, he's, he's a pretty good goalie, but I think Moorhead has got a lot of talent in forwards, so at least I have Gavin Lindbergh, he's pretty good, and a couple other guys, 
I saw playing the Elite League, so I'm going to go with Moorhead. All right. Good call there. Uh, next game, Carl gets to go first on this one. Tonka Prior Lake, is this one down at the casino, or is it at Minnetonka? This one is at the casino, so stop by, spend your Christmas bonus, Clark, and <laughs> go to the game afterwards. Who did Carl take on this one? Carl picked Minnetonka, ye of little faith of the casino. So yeah. He picked Tonka. I think you're going to do the same, aren't you? I'm going to do the same. I mean, I'm really looking for Prior Lake. We talked about it before. They've had a rough couple of weeks. Yes. Sam Rice should be back in this game, I'm thinking. All right. Uh, with that news, Darty, uh, who do you think, Tonka or Prior Lake? Sam Rice is back. Um. I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, Prior Lake. All right. I think I'm going to go with Prior Lake, too, just to kind of spice things up. I don't want to gooch them. Um, I think Why did I'll... you say their name, Tony? Oh, did I say Prior Well, he just said Prior Lake. I'll go Casino. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I'm not allowed to call them that word, uh, Darty. Uh, it's, 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 it's oh. <laughs> I've been their jinx on this podcast for so long, and now I don't even call them that. I just call them Casino because that's where they're – uh, rink yeah. is right near. Where so. It's where they play at a casino. So, all right. Now, game number three, Hermantown comes back to the cities and plays Creighton. And I think Darty's played both of these teams, haven't you, Ben? Yep. All right. Well, well, you go next here. You're second to pick on this one. Uh, Hermantown, Creighton, who do you got on this one, Danny? This is a good one. I think, I, yeah, I think it really is. I, both teams are very high flying. I think it comes down to goaltending and I, I'm going to go with Marco Bellic on this one. I think Creighton's going to pull it off. All right. So you're going Creighton. I'm dying to hear this answer. Cause if anybody knows, it's going to be you, Darty. Who do you think is going to win Hermantown Creighton? Um, like I, Hermantown, you know, I know Zamplans are a very good player. They still got some solid players still that can still make their team very good, but I'm just going to same with the goaltending situation. Hermantown always just seems somewhat untested. I have to go with uh, the Cretan Cretan Hall. I am going to disagree. I think that uh, here's a little note for you. Dane Calloway, who's a transfer from Duluth East, is was noted by uh, Coach Randolph as the best goaltender he'd seen in his 30 years at Duluth East. Um, wow. And I think that Dane is a great goaltender, as not as good as, as Marco and his his path right now, but I think he's equal to him. Uh, he played well yesterday in a really tough role where he's not getting a ton of shots. I'm going to go Hermantown on this one. I'm going to go Class A. Uh, Darty uh, doesn't stick with his Class A brothers on this one. I'm going to go Class A. Who did Carl think, take? Go ahead, Darty. What did you say? I think if they have Zamplan, I think Hermantown probably wins this one, but I don't know. If, yeah. Like, you know, that happens. I mean, they could probably still win. They're still a pretty deep team. Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good take. Uh, Danny, who does Carl have on this one? Carl has no faith in you right now, Tony. He's going crazy. <laughs> All right. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. All right. Now, this is the one where Darty gets to go first. They, oh, good. Uh, this is a uh, a Class A special, Orno and Delano. Who do you like in this one, Darty? Um, I'm going to go with Delano. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Anyone takes Delano Orno is gutsy in my opinion. They have not had great results. I'm gonna i I'm gonna stick with Delano as well. Car who did Carl have? Danny? Carl had Delano. And 
Um, you can Darty, make up I a mean, lot of ground here if you take Orno and they win. Yeah, I mean, Darty, Orno usually has your number. Is that correct? Not this year. We played them a uh, second game, and we kind of rolled them 6-1. But I mean, <laughs> they got some good players. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You're not doing Orno? Are you going Delano? No. Yeah, I just. Yeah, no, I can't do it. What are you doing? Orno or Delano? Delano. All right, we're going to ride that tiger all the way. All right. And then last but not least, Darty, you go last on this one. Um, I have never picked for the guest ever and i've never heard the guest pick and i think you're 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 a maverick uh darty i think you're gonna i think you're gonna do us all a favor on this show i'm gonna take stillwater in this uh uh st croix rec center battle uh who did carl pick carl picked from out of me no oh god i hate that and then who are you gonna i bet you're gonna go up you're gonna do the same aren't you does it feel, Ben, like you play in Stillwater's rink? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's gotten like that over the years. I think every year I've been here has been more. Like, I remember my freshman year, everything was pretty much all white, other than like the glass panes. Yep. And now they've painted all the walls and they've changed, you know, they've, it's, it's, it's changed a lot in the past four years. So it's just like, yeah, it's starting to feel like that, but uh, I, don't, I don't mind. Still not doing that to me. Are you Is it weird are, that your banners are in the corner and theirs are over the ring? Rafters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know what if it's their high school or youth program banners on the center and their high school ones is kinda of on the wall, but I don't know. It could be just both ways. There's two spots where the Stillwater banners are and just one with the Miami Night banners. Um is this I'm, a home game or an away game? Um I think I'll this is a, you. it would be a home game for us. It's a home game for you guys, yes. That's weird. It's it's weird. I remember playing the. It would be a away game my sophomore year when we played on there, and like they had like everything was just way different than how would we run things as if we were the home team. Yeah, I don't know. I thought like we were on a different side than we used to warm up on. We were you know different announcers, different everything. Yeah, that's weird. So, Danny, who do you got in this one? Well, you just can't put baby in the corner. I'm going. Going out here. Oh God, here we go. They do this to me, but once a month, Darty. This they go, they 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 turn on me. So I, I, you're gonna have to help me out here. Maybe you could pick Stillwater and be the first ever guest to pick against his own team. <laughs> yeah, I cannot pick against me. I'm gonna mind me that. Come on, jeez. One of these times we're gonna get somebody to pick against his own team. I didn't. I wasn't successful here, but I thought you did really well on your interview today, Darty. I appreciate you joining. Uh, appreciate Danny and Carl for putting together a great show, uh, and appreciate our sponsor, the Red and Black Leagues. Check out redandblackleagues.com.